We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy. Welcome to Light Years. Samus Vandiari here, sitting in for Andy Lou. I got my guy from GSW Fast Break, Big Nesh. Biggie, how you doing, my man? Good. Um, I'm, I'm okay. How about, we'll go with the firm okay. Good. <laughs> I, you, you said just lying. Just ago, lying. But good. <laughs> good, personally, bad warriors was um and i don't know how just, anyone could just, be otherwise so we're recording this after the warriors losing overtime to the oklahoma city thunder 130 123 i don't need to ask you because i know the answer worst loss of the season most frustrating loss of the season is that seven straight losses for this team or is it six I've lost track. Six. It's I believe six, okay. but we're, six we're, we're not feeling very good right now. Up 18. I think there was a spirited effort among most of the team, but they're making mistakes that, quite frankly, you shouldn't expect from a veteran team. And it's really two people who I want to signal out at first right now, Steve Kerr and Clay Thompson. Decide to throw the poll up. You know you have a lightning rod issue when you get – 4,000, almost 4,000 votes in 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Sorry. So who knows where this lands? Who's more washed clay or Kerr? Reasonable minds can disagree on this one, but I think the overarching non-troll point here I'm trying to make is they're both way too experienced to look this bad in general, in their own ways. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but like, your four-time championship player, your four-time championship coach. I, I don't expect you to not look physically aged. I expect you to be mentally smarter than you were. I think it's a fair question. Ask the stretch of this game. You can point play and Steve Kerr as the tonight. I mean, the, the one that I will say, like, is pretty good. Not pretty good. By recent standards, Clay was pretty good until he completely regressed and started checking up shots that he had no business putting up. However, perfect, he would not even be in that perfect position. way to that's that's actually a great way to put it. Yeah, 
how many times I keep doing this? Um, I can already, it's, uh, I, you know, I knew that's on me, yada, 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 but where's the accountability? This is like the fourth time I can think of in recent memory that the Warriors have, have not managed to survive I'm, a game. I'm so tired of Steve Kerr, Mia Culpa's, I need to be better. Then just, then just be better. Then just be better. Um, the f- not fouling up three is the most obvious play just because I feel like it's a microcosm of all their issues. It's, it's giving up an 18-point lead slowly when you could have stopped the run multiple times. Shea Gildress-Alexander went on a personal run in the third quarter. At no point did Steve Kerr think to stop the game and do anything to recenter his team. Fourth quarter, Jalen Williams took what Shea did and was like, you know what? I'm taking the lead. I'm, I'm taking us all the way there. The <laughs> the entire game, it's just like, Steve, you're not coaching the 2014-15 Warriors. You don't have Andre Goodall out there. You don't have Andrew Bogut. You don't have Sean Livingston. This is a young team that requires you. It's young's the wrong word, but you have a, a you need to be a lot more active as a head coach, is my general take. I feel like watching Dagonov versus Kerr is like the perfect uh juxtaposition or ju- just like they, they, one guy is up instructing his players at all times and calling a timeout if things are not going right. You could call it micromanaging if you want, but I feel like we all praise Spolstra for doing it. And he's like the gold standard for in-game coaching in general. Um, and on the other side, I feel like Steve does this antiquated Phil Jackson. I want my guys to figure it out. I'm going to let them do it. <laughs> I, I think that style of coaching's out, man. I don't, I don't think it works in the NBA anymore. There's too much talent. There's too much in-game negotiation and like stuff going on. You, you should have never been in position to have to choose to foul up three, as far as I'm concerned. Correct. I mean, I think death by a thousand paper cuts feels worse if you just keep reinforcing the same paper cut. Like, I mean, to call a spade a spade, right? Steve Kerr is a of the pop coaching tree as soon as steph hits a three pop's mm-hmm. taking a timeout that's it it's immediate it is instantaneous it is an incorrection um because it's like i don't want to deal with this i i'm not i'm not going to let steph build momentum and when the warriors like turned the corner right and got up 18 what does dagnall do he takes a timeout he centers his team he sends mission and they are immediately back into the game at 22 6 run that you're like, oh shit, well, it's almost a tie game now. I guess it's time to take a timeout. J Dubs or J Will, excuse me, has hit seven consecutive pick and roll fading to the left jumpers. Maybe I should think about taking a timeout, but it extends to other aspects of the game too. Like, we've been it's on a, Steve about rotations and everything all season, last season too. It's, it's, I mean, you said it pick and roll fading to the left. That's all he'd every time, same play over and over again. And I get it. It would have been nice to see Kuminga be able to figure it out, but he wasn't. Call a timeout. Make an adjustment. Get up in your – like, there's a million different little things he could have done there. It, it wasn't – it's frustrating to see them lose that way, I guess is the what I want to point out. They, they had the lead. They played a good game. Andrew Wiggins, who we will talk about at some point, but uh, – Yes. Unfo- un- if they won, he'd be the lead. I'll put it that way. Uh, he looked like he was coming out of his slump. It's just frustrating, man. It's, you know, Kerr said all offseason, 
uh, we're not overwhelmingly talented. We can't just rely on our talent. We have to win in the margins. You know, we can't turn it over. We have to do this stuff. Part of winning in the margins is coaching. Part of winning in the margins is figuring out how to manage a game properly and not allowing a team to come back 18 on you. Because the thing about their 18-point comeback, which is so annoying, is it's not prime Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, where you're just like, they just erased 18 points in a minute 30. How did that happen? You know, it was a methodical 12 plus minute yep. dissection. It's all mid range shots, it's all floaters. It's you get a stop, go back, slow it down. Like they're not an explosive team, they're a highly talented team, but they're not explosive. And so they offer you so many opportunities to kind of stop the game and go the other way. Uh, and maybe maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work if you do that, but I want to see at least try. 100%. I mean, I think that – and the carryover effect is is pretty grisly, right? So the Warriors are not a young team, and they just had to play five extra minutes um, with Steph coming back from injury. They start to see kind of some of the – you great to reward them with more minutes. You know, if the 18-point turns into a 26-point laugher, nope, instead, let's put more minutes on our core guys. Let's run – Chris Paul more into the ground. Let's run Steph more into the ground. Let's run Clay more into the ground. And I mean, like anything that happened in the overtime, honestly, at this point, I'm like, I can't flush it because I just saw Clay chuck up three of the most disgusting shots I've ever seen him chuck up. But you wouldn't even be there, like you said, Sam, if we had elected to do anything differently over the course of that, that in the third and fourth quarters. Again, I Keep coming back to the easiest kind of ball for this. Chet Holgram catches the ball with 1.6 seconds left. Whack him. Game is yeah, over. It's and and that's not even a yeah. I mean, it's 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 frustrating. And like I I side on the Kerr over Clay being the bigger issue Great. here. And it's not because not because I have a soft spot for Clay. Um, I think we all are a little like it, it sucks. We all know that the 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 injuries. Like the reason Clay is kind of as looks as old as he is is not because he's old. It's because yeah. he had his legs taken out from him in his prime. And I feel bad about that. But the reason I think Kerr's a bigger issue here is he also enables Clay. No one wants to have that conversation with Clay Thompson, but someone has to. And I think the person who's most qualified and definitely just the responsibility falls on. Should be the head coach. Should be the guy who's been through the wars with him. That should be the guy who's like Clay. I you need to accept where you're still an NBA player. You can still be a very productive NBA player for another seven years. I truly believe that. I just think he needs to let go of the idea that he'll ever be an All Star again. Um, and some yeah. of the shots he takes remind me, like, I mean, it reminds me of post Achilles Kobe Bryant, which is just not where you want to be in general uh and and it reminds me of a guy who there's a lot of pride there all the attributes that made clay one of the best big game players for a decade are the same attributes that are leading to this being so ugly um and and maybe yeah. maybe i'm making excuses for him and maybe i'm a little softy with his whole thing but it's just like inevitably i look at leadership here i never thought clay was the leader of the show. Like I thought he was like the ultimate soldier, the ultimate like big game player. Um, it's on, it's on Kerr. It's on probably it's on Steph. Honestly, it's on a bunch of people to kind of be like, Clay, 
you need to accept that you know you're not the splash brother it's you're not uh you're not going to be an all-star again yeah it's a really tough conversation to have and to some degree i think like a, a large part of bob myers being on espn instead of in the warriors front office is the realization that he's going to have to have perhaps yes two of those conversations mm -hmm. relatively soon he's like you know it's been fun guys i want to stay friends let's I'm, I'm out um and i i i sam i'm kind of with you though here's the thing we saw clay essentially put the team on his back amidst all the inconsistencies around him less than 10 months ago right like sure. 10 9 and he was productive it wasn't it wasn't apex clay but it was a very effective form of clay so we've seen that recently. Um, what I haven't seen is Steve Kerr come up with a consistent methodology or way to develop young talent. I haven't seen him fix the foul up, foul up three problem, which has been plaguing us for many seasons. I The tweet that you have on the screen, I actually 100% disagree with. We didn't think it was a clean foul. Well, Chet was facing the sideline. Should we play it? Let me, let me play, play it. The, let me play the Let's audio play real quick so everyone can hear it. Here's Steve Kerr on the podium minutes ago explaining why they didn't foul up three. Against three late, obviously. Um, Chet hits the game tie in three. Was there thought to, to foul or, you know, do, do you feel like you can foul in a one Only we, we only wanted to foul if it was a clean foul because at that time, uh, if somebody catches, I've seen uh, a lot of plays where you foul early and they still uh, give the guy a shooting foul. So you got to be really careful. Uh, so we switched and uh, Wiggs got a good challenge. Chet just made an incredible shot. He calling, he's calling the Thunder grifters. Um, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll let you, I'll let you go because you had a take on it and I just wanted to get the call I just, there. I just, I disagree, Steve. I'm really sorry. He was facing the sideline when he caught the ball. Whack his leg. Do like, I, I, I understand the sentiment and there's been other situations where I think this is a little bit more murky. This one does not feel as murky. And I agree. It's easy to armchair quarterback. I, I have never stared down a 1.6 second. You know, yeah, no, none block. of us are going to be yeah. happy with the and one three that he might've hit too. So, you know, to your point, but anyway, correct. Going back to it. I, I, I kind of, this is why people say the rule you foul up three. And yeah. if you're going to do it, you better do it fucking cleanly. You better, you better, uh, you better whack him before he gets a shot off. Don't ever, don't let him get a shooting foul. What I'm hearing from Steve, here's the take: he didn't trust his team to do it. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I heard. I don't. I don't think he trusts his guys to have a clean foul in that situation without fouling. He, he's worried that whoever caught the ball, Chet in this case, was gonna be able to get the rip through. I, I think that's fair, and I think it's a, there's a broader question to be had here about, like, I, I it, there's a take that I'm not sure I want to lob out there into the universe, but, like, I can't really blame the Warriors, honestly, given some of the officiating that we've seen over the years. Like, my personal favorite is when Shea Gilles' Alexander went horizontal on a shot attempt. Like, he was parallel, parallel, parallel to the ground, and Wiggins got called for a fall. I'm like... Well, and we challenged I, it and yeah. didn't get overturned. I'm like, we really? So I, I don't doubt that there's an element of, well, shit, if he gets the rip through, it's going to be a shooting foul and we're in trouble anyway. That being said, like Chet Holgram caught the ball facing out of bounds without even looking at the basket, then had to turn and fire. 
at, there, there were opportunities there. And I think there were opportunities there. Yeah, I agree. Before we move forward, I just want to let everyone know NBA season is here, which means you now have a chance to 100 extra cash with daily fantasy basketball. Basketball has never been more exciting than it is now with players like Steph Curry, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like points, rebounds, three-pointers, steals, doubles, and make up to 100x payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could be big. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and you'll get 100% match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use. Currently operational in 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use light years, L-Y-G-H-T-Y-E-R-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is so frustrating. I don't know how else to uh, arm it. Like To tie it in, and I want to talk Wiggins. We'll get to Wiggins later because I'm in a very negative mood right now. Um, (laughs) Fair enough. Another example of like the coaching... I don't want to say a mistake. Well, just like malpractice is starting lineup even, you know? At what point does developing young guys become a priority? Minga played really well the other night, and he gets moved to the bench. He kind of got sautéed in the second half, so it's hard to really justify saying Kuminga should have started this game. But I'm sitting going, you know, part of the Warriors' issues right now is they aren't developing talent. That's why... Their starting lineup is uh, people who are like, you're in my peers age-wise for, for the most part. You know, like <laughs> it's, just, it's like the geriatric millennial starting lineup, right? Um, but but like beyond that, it's like, so young guys aren't getting developed. But I'm also sitting here, I'm going like, well, how do you expect them to develop? When they play well, they don't get rewarded with starting. I know starting shouldn't matter, but it kind of matters to young players. Jor- not starting inevitably led to Jordan Poole, um, you know, yep. kind of drifting into his own world. And, you know, he, now he's in D.C. Not starting. It's debatable if Jonathan Kuminga will develop better. But I know what's going on right now is like he just looks inconsistent when he comes off the bench a little bit. Uh, and, and these all tie to, yeah, again, it would be great to have, 2015 and Godala and Bogut and whatever it may be. That's not what you have. You kind of have a mixed roster of veterans and 
young guys you need to develop. And here we are. I think, Sam, the other part of this is let's let's for two seconds, because I actually think that's the core point, but there's a secondary point to be made here as well, which is the following. Are we really sure that against an offensively potent team like the Thunder, trotting out the geriatric millennial squad of Chris Paul, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson for 37 plus minutes is going to work? The, I, the single game <laughs> plus minus here is really messy because I think that, I mean, looking at the bench, this is grisly, but a lot of that's the, the Thunder making that huge kind of third, fourth quarter bridge run. I, I thought Kuminga, until Shea turned supernova, did a pretty decent job on him. I thought that, but the other hard thing to justify for me is like, how are Kuminga and Moody only playing 20 and 18 minutes respectively and Pods is playing 25? I like Pods. I really do. I just, the clarity of thought on who plays how much and why is not present and has never really been present. And I think it, it's okay when you have Apex Dynasty Warriors in your starting lineup. I know we're, we're in super Steve Kerr negative mode right now. And to be clear, I have yeah. never coached the game of basketball. My qualifications are simply writing for a fan blog. But I think there's some like basic elements of like common sense that I think we are seeing here and flagging because the track record speaks for itself. Like Jordan pulls in Washington, like you said. Wiseman is in basketball Siberia, and that's a, and a different conversation. But like with Kuminga, Moody, and and Pajemski, like how do you know what you've got in the context of Kuminga and Moody unless they play a little bit more and get the consistency? Moody in particular, I think, has been like really every time he stepped on the floor, it's like this guy belongs. And I know he had a weaker game to a couple of turnovers, but can't be like a worse option than some of the other things that we've seen the Warriors try out recently. Yeah. I mean, the chat's saying the young guys gave up the lead in the third. That's factually true for the most part. But at the same time, I'm also sitting here, I'm like, Steve, you're coaching them like they're veterans. What are we doing with that sort of thing? So it's just, it still feels like a disconnect here. He said in pregame, they want to run because they've, they're towards the bottom of the league in transition frequency period. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, we want to run more, blah, blah, blah. But we haven't really, he essentially said we don't have an identity yet on the season. And I think that's true. I think watching them, my main take on this team right now is you don't have an identity and that falls yep. on the coach more than anything. Um, wow. This is just turned into a massive negative Steve Kerr session. And I, I want to preface it by saying, you know, it's it's probably not as bad as I'm painting it right now, but it's just like it's the frustrations right now. You know, you know, losing streak, things don't look well, and it's the same mistakes on repeat over and over yep. again. You wonder why you just don't try something else. And the chat saying it's not Kerr's fault. Clay just sucks. He's the one who keeps playing him. That's my point. He's the one who's not willing to have the hard conversation. He's There's not another he, angle here. Sorry, Sam. Let's hear. Off, let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear it. Other thing thinking of is, you know, you need to soak up forty-eight times five minutes in an NBA game, right? Like this is mathematically <laughs> true. You got to soak them up. So if you're worried There's about minutes. trotting all the young guys out there at the same time, which can snowball, like break things apart. Swap tonight, I guess. Right. Kuminga yeah, and that's, Paul is, that's, my, that's, is my default conversation. Is like swap. Kuminga and Paul, what happens? Now you have a steadying influence. You've got your unit and things hopefully go a little bit calmer. 
At the very least, we'll milk 24 seconds, 23 and a half seconds off the clock before checking up a stupid shot. Yeah. I mean, or what about Clay? What about Clay and Chris Paul going to the second unit? You know, like, I mean, he's been reticent to move legacy players to the bench unless it's for other legacy players. Like mm-hmm. Chris Paul was probably willing to accept the bench for when it was for the, the tried and true tested, you know, 2022 championship starting lineup. He, he can accept that. Right. Um, I, I just think the reaching a point where it's like harder conversations need to be had. And maybe that's the point. Maybe, maybe Kerr is doing the, Okay. We'll do it the way you guys want since you're all champions. Mm. See how it's working? All right, let's have – now I'm going to get in there and, yeah. you know, because I do agree with you. If this roster is going to work, which is an if at this stage, um, it's going to work. It's going to be because the lineups are mixed. It's going to be like – don't take this as like what I think will be like Steph pods, Wiggins, Draymond, and like Kuminga. And then the, the bench unit is, you know, you, you got Chris Paul and clay, but you also got Moody and, uh, and Sarich. And you know, it's, it's like a mix of young guys and veterans, right? Yeah. Like in some, and I don't know if those are the correct combos. That's just me going off the top of the head, but it's like, it's gotta be something where it's not all, this is the all 35 and over lineup. And this is the all 23 and under lineup. <laughs> Bingo. Like, 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 what is that? You know? So that's, that's where I'm at with it. Um, should we, I think we should just get to the callers. I yeah. see a lot of passion in the, the mentions and, you know, screw it. Let's get people up here. Let's do it. Matthew, you're hitting lead off. All right. So to preface, I just, I was listening on the radio when I was doing a two hour drive with a crying baby crying for like an hour and a half of that drive. So I was can, was I, can I ask how old are, how old are we talking five months oh boy okay yeah yeah <laughs> it was the first half of the game going well I'm like I'm losing my mind because of my baby but at least my team is doing well uh get home the lead starts dwindling I'm like I am freaking at the end of my rope already can we not and then Wiggs hits the big three t- uh, up three I'm like there's no way right 1.6 seconds refuses to foul look look he's not even facing the freaking basket i'm just uh, look uh i prefaced all that to say i'm freaking hot because i've already had kind of a hell of a day you come home and this is like the worst kind of loss to to end your day on and so i'm kind of i know that it's just kind of hot right now i'm kind of where tk kind of jokingly says fire everybody but kind of i'm specifically with the original three that I kind of mentioned, yes, last game, freaking Kerr, Clay, and Dre. Because, look, they're all kind of washed in their own ways. And the thing that's really annoying is it's kind of mental for all of them. But it, you're freaking so experienced. How are you losing your mind? Clay, look, I get it. You started playing well. That's awesome. That's great. Like, I don't actually think Clay's physically completely washed i think he can still hit a shot i think that it's fair to say it's a slump but then you start hitting shots and then immediately lose your freaking mind kerr again it's exactly what you said like you just like call a freaking timeout 
you know, there's some blame on the young guys for, like, losing the lead. But at the end of the day, who are the three that have won championships? Who are the three that should be your stalwarts? It's yeah. Clay, Kerr, and Draymond. Forgot. And Draymond, like, we're not mentioning him because he's not playing. Because we're all just like, yeah, you that's could, Draymond. You could say he deserves the most blame for literally just being in this situation. Because I think the funniest thing is, and Matthew, appreciate you. And have a great evening. And I know what it's like, so I feel really bad for you right now. Uh, but, like, what do you think their record is if Draymond doesn't get ejected from two games? I think they've got two more wins at a minimum, right? Like, it's yeah. I, it, it's pretty – I say they split versus Man. OKC with Draymond. Yeah. And they probably split versus Minnesota. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably like eight and five. Yeah. You know? Something, something like that, where or eight and six, uh, not great, but we're we're and and so the, the larger point is, dude, you're a leader of the team. Be better. So five th- five threes tonight. He's hit two at Chase prior to tonight. Yes, this was like the breakout game we needed from Wiggins, uh, for for an extended period of time. Great, felt like it was the moment, and <laughs> that's what makes it more annoying. And then, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it's more annoying. All right, hey guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up, man? Yeah, so yeah, I didn't see the join the stage button for a while, so yeah, nothing much. Uh, just playing some 2K to try to blow off some steam, but um, yeah, I want to answer your question first, Sam, that you posted on the tweet or in the in, in on Twitter. Um, I think Clay is not washed. He definitely is in the clay that we are used to from 2009, uh, for example, from the 2019 finals, obviously. But we also saw last year that he takes to some time and he does chuck shots up, but he also can get it going during the season. And he was, for crying out loud, the highest three point, like the most three pointers in the season last season. So he scored the most. So I don't think he's washed, but he definitely needs to accept a smaller role. I'll agree there. The bigger point is I still want to go back to Kerr. Um, and um, I agree with everything that you guys have said, and you guys have basically pointed out everything that I wanted to say. Um, I just want to point out that all of this stems from one thing. It stems from his stubbornness and his um, steadfast dedication to just the one way that he knows how to coach and how to play. Or maybe not one way how to co- uh, how to play or run an offense, but definitely one way how to manage. And um, so uh, there's always one thing or the other going on. Like, for example, uh, outside of the 22 season, 21-22, uh, uh, sorry, 2021, we saw how long it took for him to realize that we need step on the ball. And by that time, it was too late to drag us out of the plane. Last year we saw again the same kind of same kind of thing, but last year we can give him that the squad wasn't what he wanted. This season he's got the squad that he wanted. I'm pretty sure CP3 was one of his choices. Like you mentioned, Corey Joseph was his choice, and I just found out that Corey Joseph actually gets more than someone like Lonnie Walker, who actually dumped us out of the playoffs. So, and I'm not saying we should have got Lonnie Walker, but we know why we went for Corey Joseph over Lonnie Walker. So. It's yeah, it's just that that he refuses to adapt to the new NBA. He refuses to adapt to the fact that we have younger players that need to be coached more. And not just because they can help us, but if we want to trade them, we need to increase their trade value as well. So it's not like that we are doing that either, which is why we end up with bad trades. For example, I still don't know whether Chris Paul is a good trade or a bad trade. So <laughs> 
like you see my point right like it's he has to adapt either adapt to the new nba or he's going to get left behind just like clay and just like draymond at some point will although i don't think their time is up yet and just one last thing is i want to liken steve kerr and i do this very often to a soccer coach i don't know if people watch but a soccer coach named jose mourinho that you know about probably he also has the exact same methods of coaching he likes vets and he can't get along with younger players and he was also extremely successful a couple of years ago but right now he's not one of the elite coaches and that's pretty much where steve kerr i think is going as well so yeah that it. i think that's the call of the evening peritosh i appreciate you i haven't thought to compare him to Mourinho. but my that's where my mind is going to be the rest of the night i was compared uh Steve Kerr to uh to Pep Guardiola same type of like stubborn genius um but Pep also never hung around to coach a squad where he didn't get to pick every player he wanted the entire way through so i don't know i don't know where you're on on that one i don't know if you're into that sort of thing so i'll let you I've watched I'll enough let you opine soccer to you see the the character at least one of the character traits that Pardosh um commented I mean, on i think it's it's, it's <laughs> this is a very very uh, he's a very successful person who has achieved everything that there is to achieve in the nba at all levels um except for one thing which is with a squad of this type of construction sounds like perfect injury luck and people keeping their shit together all out and i think he's definitely trying to find the right pathway but that have not been pulled yet so i see it i yeah I, can you teach an old dog new trick I, I, I so here's where i'm at here's where i'm at with it i think i think coaching's a young man's game honestly i kind of think it's there's exceptions obviously like pop's timeless Spolstra, while he looks young, that might just be the uh, the Southeast Asians genes coming through a little bit for him. Uh, but like in general, NBA coaching so much now is about being like hyperactive on the sidelines and getting into your players. In some ways, it's kind of like the NFL. Like I feel like all the best coaches in the NFL are kind of on the younger side. Those who are like sitting back and dissecting kind of get left behind. Um, and I wonder... Uh, if Steve, his methods are just like, it's just 2023. That's not going to work right now. Um, but then again, all things go in cycles. You know, we, we, we said this with baseball and Bruce Bochy won with the same old school method in the middle of like everyone being like, you know, so I don't know. Um, I can talk all the way. I'm going to bring, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say one really quick thing, which is I think uh, an example of, of, where the the old-fashioned coaching is not working right now look at my beloved patriots right now flailing uh, yeah, yeah. Full roster control right and tell me that you don't see at least a little bit of a parallel i know there was of age but like steve kerr had full agency i see i was agency. i was just i was just i was just thinking that was gonna be the warriors after steph retired but you know or like moved on but but it's happening quicker than i thought right so um yeah no i mean it, you, that's my entire point. Bill Bella, first ballot Hall of Famer, smartest guy. You know, with regards to football, you're going to find it does feel like he's stubborn and not adapting to a new reality. 
So I don't know. Um, all right, let's move it through. We get we got Aaron Lau up here to to bring the vibes. The curator of vibes. We got a request in the chat which said, "Can we get <laughs> a Lau up here to cheer everything up?" You know, it's crazy. I was going to take the night off. I uh, <laughs> wrapped up the game. I heated up some food. Pissed off now though. So you know, <laughs> I'm I'm like a necessary evil. If they want to summon the Kraken, I'm here. But uh, yeah, well, what a game, man! It's crazy. I had a few thoughts. Dude, the, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder hit the Gen Z lottery. They yes. are living proof that you can have the pregame tunnel walk, have lit social media, coordinate your skims deal, and still ball. Holy shit. Like, I don't know any other team that could do that. Like, oh, my God. Secondly, it's like, oh, my gosh. It's like, dude, these guys, man, like, I don't know. Like, we – we uh. I don't think Wiggins ever had a game like this. So uh, we blew the Wiggins it game. Feels, it feels so like, like yeah, exactly. It's it feels like uh, we blew the Wiggins game. Bro, I, like, like I don't. I didn't know. have. I, a, think, I didn't have a child last time Wiggins did this. Sam, I think you have Wiggins on your sleeper team in our league. Yes, bro, he went he, off and like, he was on. He was on the lineup tonight. I also had Shea though, so you know, dude. Oh my god! You, you know what pissed me off the most is like Jalen Williams, the Santa Clara version, cooking us with that. With, oh my god! I was like, that's with the same but... play, the same play on repeat. It just it it felt like it felt like playing Madden or Two K, where it's just like, oh, I found I found the move. Let's go. You or, know, there's against a single safety. Move him out of the way. Throw it. Move him out of the way. Exactly. Exactly. Every time. I'm just like a doomsdayer, so I already know how my weekend's going to go. Saturday, we're toast, right? I'm going to bed. So tomorrow, hopefully, we watch the 49er game. You know, maybe they blow it, right? But what's going to set off Thanksgiving week is when Dylan Brooks comes in, and you know what he's about to do. (laughs) Dylan, the villain, is going to pull up, and I think if he draws 40, I think Kerr's getting canned. It's done. If Dylan Brooks comes in, Lakeham sending him home before the holiday, bro. Joe Lakeham is gonna walk out like that meme where Kobe's walking out with his kids. Rest in peace. But oh my god, Joe Lakeham's gonna walk out, bro. He's gonna beat the traffic <laughs> to get back to freaking Walnut Creek or wherever he lives, Danville. One of them. But it's rough, man. Like I feel bad for all the kids that. Oh man, it's like oh so many things. Like if we would have won this game, I wouldn't have had all these thoughts. But now, like we lost, I'm like, bro. We should never play in those jerseys ever again. It's so ugly. It's like everything. Dude, I am in. So I put a rundown together every time we do a show. I'm in double rundown mode. Mid like mid game, I'm like, if we win, this is where we're going. If we lose, this is where we're going. And that's like the 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 dual. I don't I don't know. You know how else you put it with this team? It's just it's you know they Wiggins hits that shot. I'm ready to get on here and be like, he's back. He's Hail back. Canada. It, it just needed some time. Um, is this the turning corner? Chet oh, hits that thing. You know, oh, I was, gonna, I, I was gonna, I was gonna concern troll about Kerr no matter what. Um, but then it goes the other way. And now we're here. Like, is it over? Do we trade Steph? Should we trade? Oh know, my it's, God. It's, it's just, hey. it's just like, you know, obviously I'm not putting on it, but it's just, so you know like you know how they say like uh you know this is some fake philosophy but it's like you're the sum of the five people that you're closest around right 
Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, let's say Jonathan Kuminga, for example, it's like, bro, he's homies with Jalen Green. I don't really want him to be on my team, dog. If that's if that's your bro, man, like we need we need <laughs> someone that's homies with like somebody else, man. Like I'm like, I'm just out, bro, because he probably texting. He probably just he's this is an example of Gen Z not working. We need we need we need some dogs, man. But hey, yes, we 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 still have one more day of the weekend. We got an off day tomorrow. Prepare for Dylan Brooks. All right. Here Appreciate go, you, Aaron. Have a great Anytime. evening. Go you have too. a cocktail. Steph Curry makes you believe anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate bounce grip and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. Shout out OKC. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, Rock with your favorite players and rep your favorite shoes on and off the court. Steph's 11th signature shoe with into the second decade of his sneaker career, pulling colorways inspirations from the wonders of the positive and the modernized future on and off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave and scrimmage and rep UA wherever you go. Do your thing. Change the game. Curry 11's future Curry available now on currybrand.com. Once again, currybrand.com. Don't know which way the season's going, but I do know Steph will drop 30 on everyone the rest of the way. Go to currybrand.com. Ready to spice up Thanksgiving? As we dive headfirst into mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce, let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season. The Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's right. It's time to go cold turkey, on your old razor and take care of your own turkey leg with the lawnmower 5.0 ultra visit manscaped.com and use promo code light years for 20% off uh, and free shipping and enjoy Thanksgiving in style with the lawnmower 5.0 gobble gobble get 20% off free shipping use the promo code light years at manscaped.com 20% off manscaped.com promo code light years all right let's keep moving we got we got more people to get to i'm gonna go to my guy tachyon what is what's better game five wigs or this game i i'm just curious right now game five i mean i i it's yeah stinks and whatnot but yeah we blew that kind of game i think he played at game five level but uh but you know it was a regular season game so we can't go all the way there. Um, I don't, man. How are you feeling in general? Like, I feel I, here's the thing I am not even mad at the not fouling up three thing because I've seen this team fuck it up so many times before. Remember them fouling Bradley Bill on a three, and it was actually an and one that was stupid. The only time that I only saw this team executed correctly was like in 2018 against the Celtics, and that was actually the game of the year, personally. Um, but yeah, here's the thing with Kerr. Uh, it was going so well, and then Joku shit the bed in the third quarter. He was ha- he was doing so well and just let Jake Gilgis Alexander get way too comfortable. You can argue you can call a timeout. I'm perfectly fine with that. But also, if Joku can't, guard some of the best perimeter players in the league, then I it just worries me personally about our ceiling. 
personally. So, so, so uh, but here, here's the argument to make is that it's not Joku needs more minutes or should start. It's that Moody should play more minutes because ultimately what we're trying to do is make sure that CP3 doesn't play 30 minutes a game. We're trying to make sure that Clay doesn't play 32 minutes a game so that we don't have to see him go space cadet like a college flunky in overtime, bro. And so that we don't have to see Steph play like a passive asshole in the fourth quarter in overtime. But yeah, it's honestly on curve for just like making sure to get the reins under control in the third quarter, especially in terms of making sure Joku just gets his head out of his ass and making sure that the game can still be lost. But man, Moody deserves better. Moody deserves better. He's been playing so well, especially with Steph and the, a lot of the lineups that you want to do in order to save guys' legs with, in terms of Clay and Chris Paul. Moody is has been the answer for us the entire year. And it's like, man, it's just it's frustrating. It is frustrating. Moody does deserve to play more. I mean, I think, Tasha, I appreciate you calling in, as always. Um, we can all admit what's what they're doing is not working. Uh, and we all have our personal thoughts. More Kuminka, more Moody, more pods. Uh, split up this, split up that. Every one of them has underlying logic. Every one of them is reasonable. Here's what I know. Like, try one of them. Like, because what you're doing is not working at this stage. We're getting that. To, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying it loud in the chat going, just to get our ass kicked by guys wearing skims. Everybody's wearing skims, you know? So it's it's, it's a mistake. Let's keep moving. Look at Gio up here. Gio, what's up, man? Okay, yeah. So my thought is, right, like, I honestly think Clay will be fine when Dre gets back. Like, I hope so. Because, like, I don't think, it, I don't do think you, he's that harsh. Do you think so or do you hope so? Honestly, I hope so. Because, like, this is <laughs> last year. Even though, like, last playoff with the Lakers, he was kind of shot. But we did see, like, three months of good basketball play. Like, I think he has, like, three months. And, and the regular season of good basketball. That's, that's, right? that's fair. That's fair. Like, from like, January through March, he <laughs> he led the league in threes. You don't do that if yeah. you're worthless. But my thing is, like, outside of him, though, like, you need – help outside of that though like I, th I think Wiggins needs to be better right that's true but like it's a whole Chris Paul like trade right you trade Chris Paul for what exactly to get like I guess smarter around like in, in, in some ways right but like your ceiling pretty much is, is capped like pretty much like JP at his best we, like we were like a chip team and when he was good we were a chip team Right, he won us game one with the with the Grizzlies by himself, with with with, with Steph on the bench. Well, yeah, was it was it game one? Was he still on the bench? Yeah, it was Denver. So like, it, it was it was Dre. You're thinking, yeah, it was Denver. You're right, but game one against Memphis, that was the Draymond gets ejected, but Jordan goes nuts game anyway. Yes, yes, like versus versus Celtics, like he like he, he still played well. He still had like 14 points a game with the Celtics. And like one of the games and then those series, like you're still like he like he's yeah small stones. But I'm, all I'm saying is right, CP 
straight, I think, was the wrong move. Like, I think you had KP out there if you wanted to. I get other options besides what like. About, what about the what about the option out? Well, so so here's the thing. I, I want to ask you this. I want to ask both of you this. Are is he just a trade chip at this point? Like, yes, I yes. talked myself into the idea that he could be the perfect piece to bring that year three splurge out of uh, Kuminga, Moody, and like you know, because like at no point in my mind did I think he was going to bring like you know offensive scoring. I thought he could be like the glue piece that made Kuminga take the step, and that was going to be enough, right? Uh, that's not happening to date. I don't think it's going to happen in the next two months, but maybe it will. Um, are we? I, I guess my question is: do you, is is he just is he just a trade chip at this point for you? I mean, yes, because like this is <laughs> like Steph was kind of off today, but he's still fucking really good. Like he's still yeah, so he, good. His that, his, off, his off is twenty seven, right? Yes, exactly. right. And that, all I'm saying is he's still that good. You need to make a trade. Like, like you need to make a deal done because he's still this good. And guys, I, I, Clay is, I know Clay is old, but I think Clay is still good if he's around better talent around him. Like, like make the trade. He's a trade. He's a trade. He's a trade chip. That, that's, that's my take. He's a trade chip for, for some other dude from like from Siakam or like maybe like DeMar DeRozan. Or, I, mean, I don't know, but like anyone that's better than this, in my opinion. Can I zag on this opinion? I'm going to zag yeah, here, Sam. I'm, here's what I'm going to say. I think that he can still unlock a lot, but we're not using him in the same way that we used Jordan Poole last year out of necessity, right? Like if we were hoping for a more stable second unit anchor, Chris Paul could be that, but he started more than half the games this season, three quarters of the games this season, like yeah. preseason as well. Like he's been in the starting lineup more often than not. So how is he going to anchor that second unit or bring more out of Moody or Kaminga or whoever? He's never going to play with them. Or when he does, it's like in a random kind of assortment of minutes when it's like, oh, we're going to throw him on to try to stem the tide or stop the bleeding. So I I think he likeliest outcome still remains trade ship, you know, expiring trade ship. But I think like we haven't really seen, I think the, the only thing that I will say that will, will shake me out of my negative mood is we still haven't <laughs> seen this team at full strength for more than a couple games. Like there's I, always been something. I think that's fair. And I think I actually agree with you more than anything. Like he's a very smart basketball player. He's a hall of famer for a reason. Even if he's on his last legs, he can contribute in certain situations. Um, you know, maybe not the way he did 10 years ago, but that's life. Right. Um, I think it's probably in, it's in their best interest to figure out how he can contribute because you can't count on a trade. Um, those moves make themselves available if your players are playing well. So, you know, yeah. play well, play well, and then see what happens in February. Because, like, I, th- I feel pretty confident nothing's, nothing's happening in a week. Like, yeah, it, it, it's the only trades that happen before the trade deadline are, like, the purest of desperation moves, you know? So, um, I don't think it's happening. But we'll keep moving. Adam. Yeah, what's up, guys? I got go? two questions for you guys and i'm gonna keep it moving all right like first question uh next two months wiggins keeps playing like this do you guys sell high on the trade market 
before he could potentially like revert back to his mean and maybe package him with a JK or a Moody and maybe try to get a vet like Siakam, something like that, who could potentially help us this year right now? That's the first question. And then the second question, you have to bet with your life on a three-point contest between Isaiah Joe and Clay Thompson. Who are you guys choosing? All right, I'll leave it at that. Have a good night, fellas. Man, I appreciate it. That's a, those are two great questions. So do you sell high on Wiggins? I'll let you go first. I have thoughts on this. My answer is a no, but it's a really weird no. My answer is no, because he took a discount to sign on with you for an extended period of time. And his mean is still pretty good, although he's had, like, he used to be a very sure. dependable, like, good, not great player. For about a year and, now and all a half of a sudden, there, he was super consistent every night. Yeah. So I think that's still there. And I don't think, I don't see any physical degradation. He's in his prime, he's in his peak, and he took less to be here. I think it's a bad look for the franchise as a whole if someone takes less. I know it's a business and all, but he took a lot less to stay for a longer amount of time with the Warriors, and they unlocked the most out of him. They want to chip together. Um, so I don't sell high on Wiggins. But that being said, right, if I don't know what the right, op- I'm trying to define like what the right opportunity would look like to go make a move. I can't really think of it. It'd be incredible. So you're, you're tying into my take. Here's my take. My take is everyone except Steph's on the table. That does not mean I do it, but I'm listening to everything. Yeah. I th- I've been thinking about this a lot. If Steph was a little more washed up, I would just say, fuck it. You know, let's ride, yeah. let, like, let the old guys ride into the sunset and do kind of a rebuild in general, you know, like kind of go into it. But Steph is still playing at a level that, like, I mean, what players in the NBA do you think are better than Steph right now? You Jokic? don't feel comfortable. You don't feel, do you, do you actually think he's better than him? It's a no, it's, you do, you just, you're just being polite. Okay. Yeah. So my, my point much. is, my point is, I think he's on the short list of guys who can be the best player on a title team. And as long as he's playing at that level, I think everything should be on the table. Uh, yep. And that doesn't mean I want to do it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's, they're better off keeping Wiggins and trying to find another way to add to Cause like their issues, is they just don't have enough talent. Right. But, um, but, or enough like firing in its prime talent is the better way to put it. Like you, you got some guys who are talented, but old, and you got some guys who are talented, but like maybe your time's in three years, you know, like that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, my, my point is as long as Steph is playing at this level, I think the, the franchise has an obligation to think of things through the lens of how do we compete with number 30? Uh, and that's where I'm going to leave it. The second question was, who would you rather have in a three-point shooting contest? And I think the, the, <laughs> the question imbued within that was right now, like this second, Isaiah Joe or Clay. I mean, I, I, I might rather have Isaiah Joe than Steph today. but <laughs> Yeah, like I, I mean, if you can convince Isaiah Joe that he's playing against the Warriors, I might take Isaiah Joe. But by default... I mean, come on, guys. It's it's Clay Thompson we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if we're talking three-point contest, it's Clay. Um, I think what Isaiah Joe does better than Clay is he's quicker to get to a spot in a real game, uh, which which matters because ultimately we're not doing a three-point contest. We're playing real basketball. 
but yeah, it's it's a fun Isaiah Joe, by the way, good player, and tormented the Bay Area for the entire weekend. <laughs> so we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it here. We got we got Griffin coming through. Let's be our last caller of the night. There they oh they do. There we go. Now it's always hey, what's up, what's up, man? The, the, the main thing I was just going to say is that uh, um, I, I I think there's been a little bit too much focus when people are talking about trades or trying to make a move on like who's the second option or you know who's going to be able creating shots outside of Steph because I think like this year the Warriors are 16th in offensive rating which is exactly what they were in 2022 but just the biggest difference has been the defense that that was when Wiggins was an All Star and we had Jordan Poole and still the offense was you know middle of the pack. But the defense was second in the league that year. I think it's been a bit a much bigger drop off. And even with Draymond playing this year, it's been a little bit suspect. I think that's kind of what needs to improve more for them to get back to which, you know, like playing the traditional Warriors basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's a fair call out. Appreciate you, Griffin. All right, before we get out of here, what are we plugging? All I am plugging is check out DSW Fast Break. It's a <laughs> mercurynews.com slash warriors or search for fast break or find me on twitter um sam i gotta go write about this game now and <laughs> that oh, is going to probably more misery than uh, this has been really good therapy um but i'm about to descend back into the depths of madness to go write about this game appreciate it for having me <laughs> appreciate you man you're always welcome i i don't envy i'll pl- I'll, I'll read what you write but i don't envy. <laughs> it's not gonna be fun have a good night sam thanks all Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.